I'm Tina. And this is Obsessed with the Best. Hi, Tina. Okay. Hi, Alex. Um, so I have big news today. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, congratulations are in order. I'm so excited. Oh my God. Okay. So I have a nephew. It's my second little nephew. I am now twice an aunt and he was born just a few hours ago. So we're recording this March 25th. He was born just a few hours ago (gasps) and they didn't, my brother, Johnny and his wife, Francesca, and they didn't find out if it was a boy or a girl until they just didn't find out. So big surprise today so it's a boy oh my gosh he's eight pounds and some ounces 22 (gasps) inches long and his name he's a big baby he's a big baby his name is Rocco Anthony Ferrara okay okay stop stop right there stop in your tracks Rocco I think that is the coolest name I've ever heard Rocco Ferrara I mean can you even I I can't no I I am ceasing to can like that's amazing I know. Okay, also, your your sister-in-law and your brother are two of the most gorgeous people I've ever laid eyes on. And they're they TikTok and they're like the cutest. They are goals. They infuriate me with how beautiful they are and perfect they are and funny and real. So I just can't even imagine how cool this Rocco is gonna be. I know, I can't either. Right now he's like all cheeks and and black (gasps) hair. He has hair. Uh Uh-huh. Black hair. And he's like looking around. I got to FaceTime with him today at the hospital. And he just kind of like looked up and it was like, yeah, little guy. Like, I feel like I already know you. Like, oh my God. Little and my other nephew, my sister's baby is named Frank. And so we're going to have a little Frank and a little Rocco just like running around in the backyard. And I can't even take it. Can't. I can't. I'm an aunt four times. And it is seriously one of the best roles I've ever played in my whole life. I love it. You are going to love it. Having another one. And you've been an aunt for a while. Like this year is like, whoa, I'm an aunt for the first time. Here we go. And you have been an aunt for a while. It's the best. It's the best thing ever. 15 years I've been an aunt. Coming on 16. Wow. Your sister's boss is about to be 16. He's about to be 16, which I'm like... I can't even like I can't even fathom fathom it. No, yeah. I can't even imagine. No, I can't I even imagine. I mean, Frank turned one, and I was like, "Where is my life gone?" <laughs> <laughs> I know time flies. Time flies. Time flies. Oh well, congratulations! I'm so Thank happy for you. you. I can't wait to see pictures. And mom and mom and baby are just healthy as can be. Yes. I mean, it was so hard. So my mom was like sitting in the parking lot and they were going to like wave a red or blue flag from the hospital room to see. Oh, right. Because of COVID. So you're allowed to have two people. And so for Francesca's mom and Johnny. So Mm -hmm. I know. So we were, the updates that we were getting were a little slower. But yeah, the, we finally, we finally, it's like we knew she was in labor. I didn't hear anything for two hours. And I was like, hello, (gasps) McFly. Someone give me an update soon. I am dying. (laughs) And then I finally get this little video clip. And I had no idea what his name was yet. I had no idea if how the labor went anything but all I saw was the baby was making noise and crying and the two of them were smiling and I was like okay everyone's fine everyone's fine so yeah everyone's doing good um yeah it's just so that is fabulous I am thrilled how are you doing I'm doing good it's been a busy week it's been a super busy week um I had a makeup job this morning and 
um, makeup jobs throughout the week. So it's just been bopping around. I'm I'm prepping because I'm going to do makeup for a short film this next week on Monday and Tuesday. So it's like going into pre-pro for that. And it's been nonstop. Wow. Wait, what's the short film? Well, I'm doing it with Shawnee, our, our favorite photographer oh, friend. Oh, it's Shawnee's short yes, film. Yes, it's Shawnee's short film. She's the, the director of photography for it. And she recommended me to the director. And I'll be doing makeup for it. I'm really excited. Oh, wait. I know all about this. I somehow missed that you were going to be on as the makeup artist. That's so fun. I can't yes. wait to see. I Take as much behind the scenes footage as you can. I, I will. see how it goes. That's so exciting. I know. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. But it's been, you know, a busy, just a busy, it's yeah. never not busy, but you know how no, it is. It's, that's the weird thing. It's never not, our lives are totally different, but yeah. now they are back to being yes. never not busy. Never not busy. Um. Okay, so today we're doing an Ask Us Anything, and we have been collecting questions that our listeners, our social media followers followers have been asking, and we've just compiled them, and we're going to answer a lot of them right now. And so thank you for sending in questions. Yes. I'm very excited. There's some really good ones in here. I know. I was perusing right before we came on, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, so first one is... Where did you first cross paths? So first of all, for the real deal, full length story, I will direct you to our pilot episode <laughs> where we really go into detail about this, about how we met, who we are, what we even do. Great episode to get all that info. But how we met really was we were both at a spin class that we didn't really want to be at. And we were sitting there next to each other because a friend of us, it was kind of like a weird blind date. Yeah, we like were a, like set up. It was a, it was a friend set up. Yes, a friend set up at Crunch Gym on 54th Street yep. back when we all went to gyms. <laughs> and we were in this spin class and I hate spinning and I had a very ill-planned day and I just come from my Brazilian at European Wax Center up the street and I just couldn't. I could not put on a happy face. I did not want to be there. I don't like my feet being strapped in to, I like to be able to run away. Like I don't like spinning. And so I just leaned over and I said to Tina, like, look, I just, <laughs> I know I just met you, but like, I just had a Brazilian and this is not good for me. <laughs> and I was like, who is this woman? I must know her. I love her. I had never had a Brazilian. I'd always been curious. And I instantly fell in love with Alex and we just hit it off. Cause it was like, oh, you just tell it like it is. Oh, I like this. I like this. Okay. <laughs> Oh, it was and good. Then good times. Cut to we were roommates then, mm -hmm. and then became our each other's kind of career touchstones, mm -hmm. which because we had very similar tra trajectories, and then that led into weekly Instagram lives, which led into this podcast, and here we are. Yeah, it's been a snowball. It really has. Yeah, like a very very natural though. Like yeah. we've never we've never really like I was thinking about this the other day. Like we've never really tried to be friends. It wasn't like no. Let's set up like the, it just kind of happened. It was like, okay, you're somehow my roommate now. Okay. Yes. We're doing a lot of the same things. And a lot of other people, you know, I don't know someone who's an actress, a singer, a makeup artist, and a producer mm -hmm. that I'm going to ask this question to. Like it just kind right. of was very, happened very naturally. It was like thrown into our laps. Yes. And you're the, you're like my favorite kind of friend because you're the kind of friend that like we could go three, four, five, six months without speaking and then pick up right where we left off. And it, there's like no time has passed. There's no hard feelings. I mean, now we talk every day because we're doing this podcast, which I love, but it was always, it was always like, oh yeah, we just, we, we pick up right where we left off. And, and I love that about our friendship is that it's always been really easy and free flowing. Yeah. I love that too. We mm -hmm. just like 
get right into it. Yeah. Even if we haven't talked for a while. Exactly. Um, okay. So the next question, I'm excited. I want you to go first on this one. I want to hear what your favorite career highlights are. So this could be, this could encompass, encompass, that's a new word, encompass. We got it. Yeah. All of our multi-hyphenates, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Favorite career highlights. Okay. So I'm trying to think of things in different areas. And I feel like career highlights, that could mean different things to different people. For me, I feel like it's what are my fondest memories? Oh, I love that. You know, yeah. like what do I look back on and think, ah, that was nice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so – my first one is a night I've been thinking about a lot because it was actually the last time I performed live in New York City before COVID. And I have been, I've worked with this kind of cabaret group with this writer named Joe Iconis who wrote Be More Chill on Broadway. And I I met him in college. He cast me in something when wow. I was in college. And then we just became friends and, and he kind of like pulled me into his little crew of, of these frequent collaborators in musical theater. And we would perform all the time in New York, like a, a couple times a month, you know, that mm-hmm. shows last minute things would just pop up. And it was a really cool thing. Um, you know, much like you're a band called Hanali, like yes. just these musical um, opportunities that just kind of popped up. And our last show was like days, days before the New York City COVID shutdown. Oh my God. And it was at Lincoln Center. <gasps> oh, for anyone who's never performed or seen Lincoln Center or seen a show there, it is one of the most gorgeous spaces, the huge, tall ceilings. Were you in the the, the jazz center? Yes. Like, So there's big, huge open windows that look out on um, Columbus Circle. I mean, it's just absolutely the ideal place that any performer would want to be. Exactly. The ideal place. Oh. And so not only was it a lovely experience, they were treated, they treated us so beautifully with a beautiful dressing room. We all had our own stations, like with oh, the mirror and lights. I love and it. they gave us a champagne toast after. And it was just so lovely. And then afterwards, there was a great after party for us at PJ Clark's across oh the street. God. And I remember talking about it with my friend Rachel and thinking like, this is kind of what you you dream or you hope that your New York mm-hmm. City life is going to be like before you move here. Mm-hmm. And then when it is here, you realize that, yeah, there's these good moments, but also sometimes you're performing in sweaty basements and there's no dressing yeah. room and there's, or you're not performing or like whatever it is. Yeah. So it was just one of those magical New York City nights. So that's definitely one. My other one is I worked I was a fit model for the designer, Zach Posen, okay? And why I have a fond memory of this is because I get booked. I used to do a lot of fit modeling. I don't anymore, but um, I get booked on this job. It says Zach Posen, and I go, and I'm just assuming it's like random designers because that's what it always is. It's never like the designer, you know? It's like all of the other people, and I'm in his showroom, and I'm wearing these gowns, and I'm standing on like the little stage thing with the mirrors all around me, and they're gorgeous, and his dresses I've always loved and admired from afar, and I'm, you know, doing my thing. And then Zach Posen comes out. <gasps> he comes out. That's and so he, neat. Yeah, he takes over for one of the, the 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 gals and he's fitting. And he's like, what do you think about here? Do you need more room here? Do you need this? And he was so lovely and so lovely to me who is no one, you know, to him, no one. And this isn't for print either. This mm-hmm. is not, no one needs to know your, no one knows your name in Fit Model. You're like literally just a mannequin that has opinions oh but like they don't really care about you and he was so lovely so Aww. 
that was another nice surprise. And then I think my third fondest memory is I, I did a photography exhibit to benefit the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund downtown at Town Stages. And why I loved it is because it was me, my own money, one intern. It was one of the purest things I've ever done. We raised $3,000 in three hours. Wow. Uh-huh. And the people that gave money were artists, struggling artists, people off the street. I mean, the donations were 5 and 10 15 $20. Oh my These gosh. were not big donations. And the photography exhibit, all of the models and all of the, the photographers were women. And they all did it completely for free just to oh. donate their time to this cause. And it was just something I was so proud of because it was just so pure. It was a group of women just getting together to donate their time to something bigger than themselves. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just always remember that. I love that. I remember so seeing all the pictures way. for that. I think I was on, I think I was working on a cruise ship. So I, I don't think, think I was in town. Away. Yeah, I think you were, I think you were on the cruise ship. But the ship. pictures were oh, so stunning. And I was just like, so proud of you. I was like, look at you go, you boss lady. Love it. I love that. Um, okay, what about you? Okay, so career highlights. I mean, I, the first thing that pops to mind is getting to work with Christina Crawford in for those who don't know who that is, she wrote the memoir in the 70s called Mommy Dearest, which, as we know, turned into this cult classic movie starring um, Faye Dunaway. And she, Christina, created a musical, Mommy Dearest the Musical, and I was cast as Christina um, to play her. And so I got to work with her directly. And I remember the first day of rehearsals, I walked in, and this is a project that I didn't even audition for. It was... Joe Barros, the director, had seen me in an audition for something completely different and remembered me and then sent a video to her and was like, what do you think about this girl? And she was like, yes, that's it. That's her. So I walk into the first day of rehearsal and I see Christina and I'm so nervous because I'm a huge Mommy Dearest fan. I love the book. I I loved the movie until I I knew Christina and realized that's not, it's not accurate. Um, but I walked into the first day of rehearsal and Christina sees me. She comes over and I was like, hi, hi, Christina. I'm, I'm Tina. And she went, oh, Tina, I've heard so much about you. And I was like, about me? Like you're Christina Crawford. Oh my God. And she's just become this wonderful friend, lovely, lovely woman in my life. And I've worked with her a few times now, um, working on the concert. We stay in touch, um, email occasionally, and she'll send me Christmas cards and just like the most lovely human. So that was like definitely one of my huge career highlights. Um, and then another one I would say is working with, starting with my makeup stuff. Um, I got to work with some Tony nominees and Tony Award winner, Alice Ripley. That was a huge career highlight for my makeup business. Um, But then this last fall, I got to premiere my solo show, um, which was huge. I think that might be like the ultimate career highlight because it was really during quarantine that I even learned how to play the guitar. I I knew like a few chords, but didn't really practice or know anything. And then wait, I didn't know that. I yes, I've been playing for much longer. No, I mean I'd had the guitar. I got the guitar for my 16th birthday, and then never learned it. I knew like a C chord, but then I'd always like strum and then quit and strum and then quit. So I knew by the time I hit 33, I think I knew or. 32. I think I knew three chords, but like I never, I never played. So quarantine, uh, it was right before quarantine. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll get back into guitar. I'll try and get into it. And I went and had it reserviced and restrung and the whole thing. And then 
the shutdown happened, a lockdown happened, and I had nothing to do. And I started writing all these like parody songs. And I needed to, I was like, well, I don't have a piano. So I'm just going to like really roughly strum these chords. And then it got kind of some traction. And I was asked to do a solo show at um, the Homedale Theater Company in Homedale, New Jersey. And it was amazing because it was one of the first concerts back. It was outdoor. It was socially distanced. Everything was like really super safe. It was a beautiful, beautiful, clear night. And the highlight though was finishing and having Alice Ripley herself come back into the dressing room and say, oh my God, a star is born. (laughs) And I was like, first of all, I can't believe Alice Ripley is sitting in my audience (laughs) for a show that like I had never dreamed possible and that she comes backstage and is like, a star is born. You're a star. And I was like, I can die now. I can die. This is it. So like, I think that might be the absolute highlight of my career. Tina, that is so cool. Alice Ripley is a huge Broadway star if you don't know. Also, if you don't know, doing a solo show is one of the hardest things in the whole world because there's no breaks. There's no breaks for you. There's no one to lean on. There's no one Mm -mm. to look to when you forget a line. There's no one. It is all you the whole time. Yes, and I'd never ever done a show where I accompanied myself. I, you know, I'm a performer and I've I've been on stage, but I've always had a band behind me or an orchestra. So it was just me and my guitar that I'd never played in front of anyone but my ring light. And it was just it was a really it was a really big thing for me to go, "Oh wow, I can do. I can do this." And yeah. Yeah, so I was really really proud of that. And really it was amazing. Thank you. Thank it was you. So good. Um okay, I love this question because I have a really good story about this. And okay, the question is, have you ever felt competitive with each other? So you go first. Okay. Um, I would not competitive. No, I've always felt like, or if it is competitive, healthy competition, maybe. But no, I've never felt competitive with you because we're as similar as we are. We're just different enough. And we've actually, remember when we, maybe this is a story you're going to tell, but we actually had an audition for the same theater company. Yes, this is the story I'm going to tell. Okay, you tell it. You tell it. Yes. Okay, well, first of all, I, my answer is no, because yes, we do a lot of similar things, but a lot of them are in different ways and at different times too. So Mm -hmm. the first story I'm going to tell is I worked as a makeup artist for years and it was the years mainly before you Mm -hmm. were like, I want to work as a makeup artist. So by the time you were thinking that of making that pivot, I was thinking maybe I want to wind this down and focus on something else. So it was just, again, this perfect timing of I was offered at the beginning some jobs and I was forwarding them. Yes. To- <laughs> yes. Oh my God. And that's what always has been so great about this relationship too. It's been very much like we hype each other up. So yeah, I, competitive yes. doesn't seem like the right word. No. It seems like, what's the word when it's like, you hold, we hold we like hold each other accountable and like we hold each other up and it's like oh yeah you push me to be better yes i do feel like we push each other cuz i feel like we're we're okay being honest with each other of like yeah. maybe try this or whatever it is so okay this is one of my favorite stories because i don't even remember the God, i don't know if i actually remember this theater company that we were anyway it was what it was like years ago musical theater days like summer stock we were in a full day of auditions <laughs> of like dancing all day singing everything in our book I remember they literally flipped through my book and just asked me to sing like pretty much everything I had in there from oh my God. Let Me Entertain You to Vanilla Ice Cream <gasps> to like Joe Iconis. It was like everything. Everything. So when you have the same experience, these are very, mm-hmm. very long days. So I get – so okay, I have this agent at the time who is – 
kind of a nightmare and just I remember he was really rough and I apparently we both got callbacks but they couldn't contact him for my callback and you happened to be around at the time I had just left or something and you overheard them saying like we can't get a hold of Alex Ferrara's like agent like you overheard someone saying my name and Mm -hmm. talking about how there was a problem and you gave them my number oh my god I totally forgot about this yeah and I remember one of our many one of our subletters one of we were roommates at the time and one of our other roommates was like that girl has your back because there are most a lot of ladies in this city who would just pretend like they didn't know you mm-hmm. just so they there would be one last girl at the callback. Oh, God. But also here's why I love this story is because we both get to these callbacks and yes, we're called back for the same theater company, but I was more called back for like the gypsy, I think guys and dolls mm-hmm. or something. And you were more like they were asking you to sing like last five years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like once we finished that day we went out to dinner after and realized that kind of we were being looked at for different um, yes tracks. at the same place that's exactly the perfect way to put it like we we go in for the same theater companies or the same big thing but we do different things which I think makes us work so well together I think it's great. I love those. I can't believe you remember those stories. I because I have a terrible memory, but I I remember those. I I can picture it like so vividly in my mind that it was at Ripley Greer. I think yes, right. And it was upstairs at Ripley upstairs Greer. at Ripley Greer. Oh my god! And it was just like. I think they gave us like a packet to like look through and it was like, here's what you can expect this summer. And it was like, for for peanuts and nickels, you too can stay in a barn with no heat or internet. And it was like, I can't wait. I hope I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like $300 a week. Yes. You'll have five roommates and half a bunk bed. <laughs> and you'll have to clean the theater after every show. And it was like, oh, God, I really want this job. And now I look at that and I'm like, you know what? I'm actually just fine. I'm all set. Thank you. I know. It was also one of those theaters where you perform all night and then you rehearse for the next show all day. So oh it's God. an 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. day yeah. where you don't stop singing. And then by the end of the summer, you have no voice and you have bronchitis. Yeah. And like, I don't think I care enough. <laughs> No. I just don't think I care enough. I mean, back then we did. But back we then. Know. Back then. I'm too old. No, no. I'm too old and no. crickety. Yeah. Hello, I'm David. And I'm Megan. And we host a show called Dress for the Podcast You Want. Do you get it? It's like Dress for the Job You Want, but it's a podcast. It's a show about success, how we define it, why we crave it, and what we do with it once we have it. Each week we feature a new successful guest to hear their stories, get their advice, and sometimes make them sing a silly song. Or do an improv where they're trapped in the wilderness. Ah, do you call. You should come check it out. It's a lot of fun, it's got a lot of heart, and hey, all the successful people are doing it. Dress for the Podcast You Want, hosted by Dimly Wit and Background Joyce. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah. How do you con? <laughs> Hosted on dimlywit.com. Oh, this is a good one. What's a typical day in both of your lives? That's oh god. Okay, well today was a pretty typical day. Today was a pretty typical typical day. Other than the fact that I woke up at 6 a.m., which I never do. I 
hate mornings. I'm not a morning person. I usually get up around nine, which I'm almost embarrassed to admit, but I have a really hard time sleeping and I go to bed. Well, I don't go to bed that late. I go to bed like midnight, but like I, my days are so packed that I am exhausted by the end of it. So I was up at six this morning. I learned how to use TikTok. I made some TikToks. I answered a bunch of emails. I was texting you some stuff. We were texting back and forth. Um, I drank three cups of coffee. I made breakfast, which was not a typical day in the life for me, but I'm working on that. I'm trying to be better about that. Uh, Then I had a makeup job in Brooklyn. So that commutes about an hour and a half. So commuting to Brooklyn, makeup shoot, which is about three, three and a half hours, uh, then back on the train to get back uptown. And then I like laid down for 30 minutes and just like regrouped, got like spruced up my face a little bit, got this all set up for the podcast and recording tonight. So that's a pretty typical day. It's usually a makeup job followed by something in the evening, whether that's um, like working on ticket sales for the theater company or recording the podcast or responding to emails or having a meeting or I just started taking a sign language class so like I had that last night that's so cool I well Shawnee Shawnee got me into it she was like you gotta you gotta take a sign language class and I was like okay so now I'm doing that that's so cool my sister so my sister teaches kids with special needs and she studied she has two master's degrees and she really studied sign language in college and she's so good at it oh that's so cool really cool skill to have it's really it's such a beautiful language and like you know my dad who passed away a few years ago he used to teach the deaf before he was a stockbroker he and before he, he was like a hippie who like sold artwork at like festivals he was a teacher to deaf students and so like growing up he would be like talking and then he would start signing something or he would just like be thinking out loud and he'd sign something or walk past a sign and sign it out and so in a weird way I'm like what kind of feels like something nice to commemorate to him and yeah think about that's so cool I didn't know he did that yeah cool little fun fact yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It's just going to be such a good skill for you to have. I yeah. love that so much. Me too. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. That's so cool. And because you're around it when you were young, it might, you might take to it. Quickly. I hope so. You never know. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. That's cool. Yes. Okay. So how about um, you? What's your typical day? Okay. So I'm kind of an early to bed, early to rise person right now. I'm 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 like a six six thirty seven wake I up. love waking up early. I want to be more like you. But I'm not going to bed at midnight. I'm on I'm asleep at eleven latest. Like okay. I'm a 10, 10, 30, 11 bedtime. So I get up, I immediately beeline to my coffee with a little <laughs> scoop of my Saqqara metabolism powder, not the whole scoop. I do like a little teaspoon, almond milk. I sit and have my coffee. I listen to a podcast. I oh. just chill for a minute. Yes. Then I get my workout in, which is usually 30 to 45 minutes in my apartment these days. I used to walk to a class, but not right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I shower. I have breakfast. I kind of like put on my tinted moisturizer, you know, get ready for the day. And then I do the most pressing things, emails or whatever that is first thing. And then the rest of the day is I am doing a lot of self tape auditions, a lot of Zoom castings, things like that, which record, which involves absorbing whatever material they're throwing your way, appropriate hair and makeup and clothes, shooting it, editing it, or having a Zoom call, whatever that is. And then I am making content. I'm working on a video project right now. I am working on content for this podcast. I am just 
yeah, it's a lot of, or I'm learning something about social media. I'm trying mm-hmm, to keep mm-hmm. up, like I'm learning. Um, but the self tapes are hard to predict. So like, I never right. know when those are going to be. So that's just a chunk out of the day. And then at like six, Vin and I'll wind down and have dinner at six. We also do really early dinner. I nowadays. No shame. No shame in that game. <laughs> And then we'll like watch something and go to bed at 10. So it's pretty. That sounds like the, that's what I want my life to be more like. I want to have mornings like that, evening like, evenings like that. My schedule's all over the place. I'm, I'm all over the place. And so I would love that. The key is to get in bed. Like even if you're not go, just like get in bed and try to be asleep at 11. Because if you're asleep at 11, you'll wake up at 6.30 or 7 without an alarm. Well, I think that's why that happened today. Because I went to bed, I went to bed kind of early last night. I went to bed at like 11. Yeah, and I just was like awake at 6.30 and I was like, okay, well, here we go. And I do love that. I love mornings. I love mornings. It's like, they just feel so like sacred. I know. Those early mornings. I love my morning time. And so, you know, it's hard having alone time when you're here with your husband in a small apartment during Mm -hmm. COVID. So Vin likes to stay up late and sleep a little later. And by late, I mean like go to bed at midnight, get up at eight. Yeah. Not like sleep all day. But that's that's late for me because I'm like six, seven. Right. So it actually works well because then I'm just like – do whatever you're going to do. Get up mm-hmm. at 8 because I'll be up at 6.30 and I will have a full hour and a half. Oh, I love that. With no one talking to me to just like sit and have coffee or like I do what I that. need to do. I love that. So, yes. Okay. Best or worst day in New York City? I have a oh. worst day. Okay. While you go, I'm going to think. Okay, Tina, I don't know if I've even told you this story. So this was back early 20s. I'm waitressing at Il Bastardo, which no longer exists, on 21st and 7th, which is a whole episode on its own. It was a freaking nightmare. Anyway, oh I'm outside on the patio this day, and a, 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 there's grapes on the sidewalk, you know, with this with a train under them. Oh, yeah. And a train rolls by, a gust of wind happens, and a small rock <gasps> no. blows into my eye. Oh, my God. And at first I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Cut to 10 minutes later, I feel like someone has taken a knife and dragged <gasps> it across my oh, eye. Oh, Alex, oh my and God. And I couldn't open it. I was in so much pain. I'm like about to be in tears. I had to leave in the middle of my shift. Oh my then God. all of a sudden cut to I can't see out of one eye anymore because it's so like inflamed, <gasps> like I can't open it. I'm trying, I'm like, okay, I guess I have to go to the hospital. All right, so... I'm trying to catch a cab with one eye. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm crying, and I have one working eye. I'm oh my god, to catch a cab. Alex! I catch a cab. I'm still new to New York. I don't know where I'm going, and I was like, "What's I? I don't know if I even have a smartphone at this time because I was kind of oh, late right. to the game getting a uh-huh. smartphone. Okay, because this is like 2011. Oh god, so scary. And I just moved, so I yeah, I might not have a start smartphone. Because I'm like, I'm telling the cab driver, I'm like, <gasps> can you just take me to the nearest hospital? And he's like, well, I don't know, like where? Do I, and I'm like, I don't just take me to the nearest hospital. So he drops me off at a hospital that has closed down. So I get out of the cab. Oh my god, the hospital has closed down. I'm crying. The pain is getting worse and worse. I am crying. I cannot see. I try to catch my second cab with one working eye. No. I, Uh Uh-huh. I finally get in there and I get in there and I I am completely single at this time. I don't know where my roommates are. I text my good friend, Phil. I just say like, so you know, I need someone to know where I am. I'm at this hospital. Here's the address. Like, I don't know what's about to happen. I go in and they very painfully clean it out and I have a corneal abrasion. 
what? Wait, this rock what? like tore through, like scraped. Oh my god, my eye! And I'm like, okay, what do you do for that? They yeah. gave me some pain pills and an eye patch. No, you did not. I did not know this that you had an eye patch. All right, well, I'll have to find a photo because my mother saved it. <gasps> so this was on. <laughs> Easter day and my family's oh, getting God. together for Easter in St. Louis and my mom prints out my selfie no. of myself with an eye patch and she like puts it at the Easter table. Kathy, <laughs> what a savage. There. She's such a savage. <laughs> <laughs> and the directions for this is that I'm supposed to lay down in a dark room with my eye closed with my eye patch on just for like days. Oh my God. So it was a dark time. And then I'm like losing. I'm broke. I'm <laughs> losing money because I'm not able to go to my shift. Like I my I'm not able to oh, work. God. It was really I am really brutal. So sorry. That sounds horrible. I did not know this. It was it and was like welcome to New York. Good luck. You know, it was good <laughs> luck. Are you okay now? Did it like affect yeah. your eyesight? No, it told it's kind of incredible what our bodies can do. It wow. it totally I did it. I mean, I laid in a dark room. You weren't oh, supposed God. to be exposed to light. You're supposed to keep the eye patch on. I did every single thing and I'm totally fine. Thank God. When well, totally you the, like eye stuff freaks you out, right? I yeah, 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 yeah. Eye stuff, dentist. I had you have some like some weird phobias. So it was but I, you know what? I might have this these weird phobias because I've had a corneal abrasion and I had a dentist that didn't believe that I wasn't numb and was drilling me and I kept saying it wasn't numb. You know, I think right. I have these oh, anxieties gosh. for a reason. Right, now. I don't right. think I always had them, but yeah. So anyway, that's my worst day. <gasps> that is a horrible day. That is a horrible day. Oh my God. I also probably like had $25 in my checking account oh. that day. Like yeah. if I were to go back into it in time. Anyway, what do you, what about you? Well, okay. So I'm thinking like, again, my memory is horrible. And especially when I've experienced trauma, I just, I completely block things out. So like I've had some really horrible days, like horrible days, but I'm like trying to think think or even my best days but I'm just like they all kind of bleed together into this like fury of crying on the subway and coming home starving but I think I think it might be like the worst like I look back on this time in my memories on Facebook and it's it's the time after my breakup when I had just moved in with you and I always look back at those memories and I feel so sorry and so sad for that girl because she was in so much pain and I remember every single day of the like the first of first three months of 2017 when I had just moved in were the most painful months first of all I got this horrible I think I had the bird flu honestly I got really really sick and I was like in my bedroom for like weeks at a time a horrible cough fever couldn't speak I mean just so sick so so sick and depressed as hell and like I think that those were like my roughest days because like I had just gone through a breakup I had just moved I didn't have a job I didn't know what I was doing oh and then I woke up one morning and like I had been using this company oh what's it called simple simple do you remember this I remember that. Okay, so I maybe this is my worst day. Backtrack. The I I kind of am a little jealous of you because I remember everything, <laughs> and then I my brain will like skip back to it and be like, oh yeah, I remember when that oh. person did this, and it's like not healthy. So like I wish we we need to be, meet in the middle and form the perfect um oh, response. Yeah. But anyway, no, I remember yeah. this clear as day. 
clear yes. as day. You were all, you were trying to be more conscious with your money. You were trying to save, you were trying to budget. And then it just spun around and yeah. bit you in the ass. It I bit me in so the ass. I was mad about this for you. I was horrified. I was, I so was trying so, okay. so hard. Explain what happened. Yeah. So I was trying so hard to budget. I had put around like $1,400, which at the time and even now, um, oh shoot. Okay. Sorry. 20% battery. But, um, so even now it's a lot of money, $1,400. And I'd saved this, like paying off my credit card and I had this like nest egg that I was building and I wake up this one morning and it says, your transfer to George Hartline of $1,400 has gone through. And I was like, who the F is George Hartline? What the, f- what? And I like get on the uh, the phone or email or whatever with, with Simple and they were like, yeah, you sent a transfer to him. I was like, no, I've been hacked. This is, I didn't do this. They're like, well, it went through. You can file a claim. And I was like, yeah, so I want to... F- file a claim and it took months it took months they were like okay well since you filed a claim and since you've had issues with us we're just closing your account you can't use it it's frozen um and hopefully you'll get your money back this is simple simple i will never do not use them do not use them because this was the most horrifyingly unacceptable situation mm-hmm. I've ever heard. It and was like, ridiculous. If that happens with Venmo or whatever, like they are on it. Like the customer service is really great. I've never, I had never experienced anything like that. They were kind of like, well, sorry. And they're like, and then they like penalized me for, for this happening. And I was like, no, you've got faulty security systems. So I think that might've been one of the worst days because I was like, I'm alone. I'm broke. I don't know how I'm going to eat this week. It's like all my reserves. Like it was horrible, horrible. Yeah. And you just built something and then it was all shot to shit. And it was not your fault. No. Oh, it made me crazy. Okay. Most embarrassing audition story. (laughs) So I have, it's not super embarrassing, but I do have a time where I just completely just gave up and kind of walked out. (laughs) Um, So this, these were also back in the days of like, you know, I wouldn't do this now. So we had just had, my uncle had just passed away like that week. And I just was not feeling, it was like, I was getting ready to fly over the funeral, but I was like, I should go to this appointment. I should go to this appointment. Back in those days of like, you have to go to everything. And now I'd be like, you know, hey, you're not in the right place. Cancel it. Right, right. But I didn't do that then. It was for one of the gals in Jersey Boys on a cruise ship. I can't remember Okay. The cruise ship. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, great, great, great. Um, Okay. So you know the, the attitude you get in auditions. So like, can you do five cartwheels? You're like, oh my God, of course. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Can you, uh-huh, can you do an Irish, you know, do an Irish accent like while you twirl a baton? Uh-huh. Totally. I yeah, will absolutely. get that figured out. Mm-hmm. Like whatever. Okay. So I do the audition. Then they're like, okay. So now we really need you to hear you sing. And because I'm speaking in a Jersey accent, they're like, we, we really need to hear you sing in a Jersey accent. So okay. can you sing happy birthday no. in a Jersey accent? No. And happy birthday obviously is the easiest song. I had just sung way harder songs, but <laughs> just this, that I was like, at that point I had just done, I'd given everything I could give. Yes. And especially for the mental place that I was in. And I was, I just said, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't <gasps> do this. I have to go. I, <laughs> I love that you did that. I love that you did because at some point you're like, really? Do you really need this? Because also none of those girls have solos, do they? They they don't sing really. Like, it's all no, group stuff. It's all heart. It's all group stuff and like sassy Jersey one liners and dance. No, no, they can have several seats. That's too much. I'm so glad you were like, no. What'd they say? What was their reaction? They were like, oh. Okay. Like they looked at me like I had a, some sort of stroke. I, yeah. Because I had, before that, I'd been like, boop, 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 boop. I got it. We're doing like, it. And then I just, no. I hit my limit. The tank was Good out. for you. I, that, see, I love that. I love that. So. Well, my story, it's not 
so embarrassing. It's it's similar. Um, it, but the the t- the punchline of the story has lived on and become a punchline between me and my friend Luke um, that we say often because this was the, I think this was like the day I gave up acting. I, I literally was like I stopped auditioning after this. It was I remember it was like a February day and I had two bi- relatively big auditions for me and I went to the first one thinking I've got this in the bag. I know the people. They called me in specifically. I, it's it's Disney material. Like I I can't screw this up. And it just bombed. Like, it just bombed. I don't know what happened. It just bombed. And I was like, well, that was weird. Okay, well, I'm going to go to my next one, which I'm really excited about. Again, somebody I know that I've worked with before. This show is really perfect for me. This is so great. But the the audition happened to be out in Queens at a YMCA. And I was like, okay. So I, like, get out there. I'm lost as hell. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly. I've been to a weird audition at the Queen's YMCA. Yep. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And I think you know exactly the company I'm talking about. So Uh I get there and I'm like walking in and there's like a seventh graders playing basketball. And like in order to get to the room that the audition's in, you have to walk through the seventh graders playing basketball. So imagine like squeaking sneakers and basketballs and like sweaty adolescent boys screaming. And this monitor is like, are you here for the the blankety blank audition? And I was like, yeah. So I'm like walking in my little like blazer and red lip and heels across this gym floor back to this some other rec room and I walk in and it's this person that I I know and I've worked with before and oh my god it's so good to see you how are you I'm so glad you're here this is so great okay yeah uh how have you been you know exchanging our all of our pleasantries and I was like okay great and I'd been working on the sides forever and like I think I even hired a coach and all this stuff okay so I get through and I kind of fumble up towards the end and it's a short 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 side like a short song and I kind of fumbled a little bit but I made it through and it was all of 12 seconds I mean it was the shortest shortest thing and I thought for sure I'll get to read or maybe she'll have me sing it again and she just looked up from the (laughs) she looked up from the table and she went well Tina thank you for coming all the way out here (laughs) and I was like I I I I'm done and I walked out and I called my friend Luke and I was like she just said thank you for coming and so now it's thank you for coming all the way out here but we won't be needing your services anymore it was just so like after the day Dismissive. I'd had people are so brutal brutal be- brutal okay and here's the thing sometimes you have off days and as Jennifer Lopez my idol says all the time sometimes you just suck that day sometimes you just suck that day she's like you're the aramaic she's like i am selling all this stuff i'm you know making a ton of money sometimes i just suck a certain day but also people are brutal and also like 12 seconds of material oh my gosh so yeah this reminds me of a story and i'm not gonna tell you the actress's name and i'm not gonna say the broadway show's (laughs) name for safety yeah I have a good friend who was an understudy in a Broadway musical pre-shutdown. Mm-hmm. And she was – it was her first time going on. The gal got sick. It was last minute. And the stage manager, she was like, okay, you're going on. Like, do you need anything from me? And she was like, I just – okay, I'm nervous. Like, just – I need, like, some words of – like, I'm ner- – you know, just, like, looking for a little pep talk. Yeah. And the stage manager goes, well, you know – some people just really enjoy your energy. <laughs> like, okay, so the stage oh, manager is maybe not a people person. Right, right. Really enjoy like, your perfect. energy. 
I am ready. I am confident. I am going to nail this. I am ready to go on. But oh some people enjoy your energy. Some Not all. Pe- there, like a few people enjoy some. your energy. Not even your talent. Not even your voice or your acting. Your energy. <laughs> your energy. Not all. That story always. That is always brutal. It is a brutal business. Really, it's a brutal, it is such a brutal business. business. Um, Good okay. Lord. What are our diet and workout philosophies? Good question. <sighs> Great question. Well, okay. I'm going to be totally straight up. And my routine these days is all out of whack, as I mentioned previously in my, my day. I actually spoke yesterday with a life coach who's a health coach and nutritionist because my diet and my nutrition and my workout is all over the place right now. And with my schedule and with my jobs, it's not good. It's not really very good right now. So I am seeking help <laughs> and I reached out to um, a professional and we start next week. And so I will report back what I what I learned, but I'm having a lot of like um, stomach issues and some bloating issues, some inflammation, some just new things that I'm like, maybe I'm just aging. Maybe it's hormonal. I don't know, but it's 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 up in the air so i i have to report i'm gonna have to report back on that please do that's so interesting it could be hormonal and a food sensitivity or both it could be so many i'm kind of wondering so glad you're seeing someone yeah i really yeah. want to hear what happened for sure but you know what I feel like that's very relatable because I feel like this year everything got knocked over, burned down, turned on its head, and we're all kind of regrouping right now. Well, and like last year during quarantine, I was like super strict keto and I was doing the um, Orange Theory fitness workouts every single day and I felt great, but... I get into this weird restrictive mindset and I when I put too many rules and restrictions and diet stuff I get crazy. So, yeah, so I'm I am seeking help right now for for that exact thing. Good for you. I'm really excited to Thank hear you. about that. Um I so I've always been I've been gluten-free since college really and I've always hmm. been really low sugar. Mm-hmm. I mean, since I was a child we my mom was a big health nut we didn't have any sugar fast food fried food soda nothing like that was allowed in my house um but and I always knew so I have low thyroid too so I have a very naturally just sluggish metabolism so I've always also had to like really just be mindful because I will gain weight quicker than most people um but then this year my doctor and I, I always knew I had a slight elevated estrogen and a little bit of a hormone imbalance, but this year we really took a deep dive and it turns out I have really high estrogen in a bad way. And oh, so there's wow. good estrogen and bad estrogen and it's mm-hmm. bad and it qualifies as estrogen dominance, which causes, you know, just all the things that have hormone, like you get really kind of hangry. You are Cra- mm. You know, your cravings get out of control. You hold on to weight. You are low energy and lethargic. Um, just a whole bunch of things. So yeah. in trying to balance that, I learned that dairy is really bad for people with high estrogen. So my doctor okay. suggested that I give up dairy and soy. Soy is also bad for estrogen. So mm-hmm. since January, I haven't done dairy or soy. Um, and 90% of the time, I don't do gluten. I would say 10% of the time, like my treat, like I love like a slice of sourdough bread with avocado oh, toast on like so a real yes. piece of sourdough bread. Um, so like once in a blue, I'll do that. Or if it's like my birthday or like Christmas or something. But I would say 90% of the time, I'm not doing gluten, soy, or dairy. I do really low sugar and... 
I am really trying to keep alcohol once a week and I'm trying to mm-hmm. keep it now to clear vodka. Um, oh, good for you. I'm not there yet, but which I am is, trying to cut back during the week. <laughs> yeah, which is hard. But And then I work out – like I grew up dancing, so that's always been a part of my life. So I do six days a week and I really want to go to classes, but we can't. So I do mm-hmm. all apartment workouts. I do Melissa Wood Health and I do as like a power yoga Pilates with weights and I do the Sculpt Society, which is dance – cardio so but when, I I, when we can go to classes I'll be back at 305 fitness and body by Simone and bar and mm-hmm. all my classes yeah when things are back I was on a, a rec volleyball team this last year or before the uh, lockdown and it was so fun and we had little tournaments and we met once a week and it was like the best workout it was so fun I can't wait to go back yeah oh I can't yeah. wait to go back to group just being real I know. people and being in groups. Um, um, okay, so the burning question that everybody wants to know, and I could use a refresher, quite honestly. What what does your husband Vinny do? This is so funny because he's not as is this. I love this question because it's great because he's not on Instagram as much as you know what I mean. He's not yeah, posting yeah. as much. So so Vin Vinny is my husband. Call him Vin. Um, he went to NYU and he studied acting and he studied film. And so he's an actor and a singer and a musician. He plays most in- instruments, actually. Um, and now, big life change this year for us all. He's a creative director for a biotech company, which means he's in charge of making video content for the people who are kind of innovators and creating these new breakthroughs in science. It's better to show versus than tell. So when they apply to get a grant from, say, the Gates Foundation, they can say, this is what we want to do. This is why we need money. And there's a beautiful video to be shown instead of a research paper. So So cool. Yeah, so he puts these videos together, he directs them, he consults on them from a, from afar, and then, so it's all remote, and then when he gets to the shoot, he has, well, and then when there's a shoot, he has to get to it. And um, yeah, it's cool. He, he really loves it. Um, Good. Oh, I love that. Okay, Tina, do we have any dating updates? <sighs> Okay, I'm not sure this is what everyone's going to want to hear, but it's big news. It's it's movement for me, which I'm ex- I no. I have a crush. I have a crush, and it's been a very very long time since I've had a crush. That's really all I can say at this point. I I have taken action on this crush. It's in its very early stages. Um, I'm planting some seeds. I will have to report back at a later date because I haven't like this person has no idea that I have a massive crush on them. Um, but. Yeah, so I kind of, I'm, I, the dating apps, like I'm on them. It's just so hard. But there's this person that sort of has lived in my peripheral for a few years. And we had like a connection a couple years ago. And then recently I've been like, gosh, I, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. And I just have a massive crush on this person. And so we'll see, we'll see what happens. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. But, the fact that I have a crush is like crazy because I I it's been a very long time since I've like actually looked forward to receiving a text message from somebody like anyone. I text messages give me such anxiety, especially when it's like a suitor, but like or someone I'm interested in. But like I'm I really want this person to start texting me so <laughs> more regularly. Wow. Okay, this is light years. I mean, a few weeks ago you were like, oh god, I'm so over it. I from know that too. I think I have a crush. Big movement. Wow. Okay. Yes. So can't wait to hear the updates on that soon. And yes. With that, Tina, we'll continue this later and I'll okay. see you next week. I'll see you next week. Bye, Alex. Bye. 
Don't forget to like, download, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Obsessed with the Best Pod. Hosted on dimlywit.com.